The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality, this is the show for you. Darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you. Now, here's Darnell. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Welcome to another episode of Outside the Spotlight. I am your host, Darnell Autry, and I actually am going to be in here uh, today all by my lonesome since uh, J.D. is uh, spending the weekend in Chicago, which is cool. Um, hope he's having a good time and hope he's safe and uh, uh, enjoying the weather. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know why I enjoy the weather. Anyway, <laughs> as always, I want to start the show uh, since I missed last week, but I, I wanted to start the show as I always do with uh, thanking Grant for his time and all his efforts. I mean, he does a great job for us and uh, he puts together these uh, unbelievable write-ups for us and uh, uh, we appreciate it. And, uh, thanks, Grant. Uh, you, you the man, Grant. You're still a weird dude, but you the man. I really appreciate that. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited about the show today because uh, after the first break, I got my guy, um, an ex-teammate of mine, Matt Stewart, is going to be coming on the show. Uh, me and Matt played together at Northwestern for, I'm guessing, three years. I, no, two years because I was only there three years. So we, I with, with, was with him for two years. Um, he wrote a book uh, about his experience in Northwestern, which I'm super excited about because, you know, it's finally, finally we got someone that was on the team to, to share their experience. Experiences and 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 share their ups and downs from the inside and and I'm jealous because I I wanted to write the book I wanted to write a book about that but you know Matt beat me to it which I'm glad he did because you know I can't barely read anyway so that's that's all well and good so I'm glad he I'm glad he got to it so we didn't have like a kid's book of uh, my experiences at Northwestern so anyway uh, getting into sports news uh, a lot has happened in the last week. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Kentucky wins the NCAA championship, which I think was, I, I would have picked it. I thought it was inevitable. Uh, I figured that they were way, uh, you know, I, again, Kansas couldn't be down that, that far at the halftime and hope to come back against this Kentucky team like they did against the Ohio State team and the other teams that they did before that, which I don't know who they played. But either way, uh, I didn't think that, uh, Kansas could come back. Uh, they made a good push at the end, but I still think, you know, Kentucky was a bit too strong for them. Uh, oh, and uh, a sidebar, a note to self, uh, Anthony Davis. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but um, you, you you have a, uni, a, a unibrow. I mean, I'm just saying maybe you could get in the middle there. I, you know, and, and again, it's a personal choice. I mean, I ain't mad at him. I'm just saying it just looks strange. My niece was watching the game the other day, and she was like, oh, look, at bat's on TV. And I think she was talking about his eyebrows, which is not nice. I mean, I just told her it wasn't nice, but it was funny, and, and I and I died laughing. So 
Anthony Davis, uh, don't be afraid to maybe address that when you get to the NBA because I'm not sure that you're going to get many billboards or uh, covers of magazines with that. But anyway, uh, I, I digress. I still think he's an unbelievable player. I think he blocked like 10 shots that game. And it was just he's, he's sick. He's sick as a freshman. So you know, he'll do fine in the NBA, but I'm just saying for his own personal and the entertainment side, if he cares about, you know, sponsorships and whatnot, you might want to address that. Uh, other news, uh, Bobby Petrino is in trouble. Uh, the head football coach for uh, Arkansas, uh, the man got into a motorcycle accident. And uh, he had a 25-year-old volleyball, ex-volleyball player on the back who he hired, I guess, the week before, which I was reading an article on uh, Yahoo Sports and I don't think that's good, Bobby, because uh, I think you married, and I think you have four kids. And from what I read in the article, they uh, were trying not to call 911 because obviously I'm sure they didn't want the police to show up or whatever. I don't know what kind of bike he's riding. I'm guessing it was some big gold wing or something. They flew off into the ditch and both got damaged, and they were coming up, and they both went to the hospital. And I guess Bobby Petrino originally said he was on the bike by himself. And then, of course, because he was trying to hide the fact that he had a 25-year-old female on the back and blah, blah, blah. I, I think they both sustained uh, minor injuries. But, mm, mm, mm. oh, the drama. Oh, the drama. Uh, in NBA news, uh, I, I'm almost tired of the story. I'm almost tired of... I mean, Dwight Howard and, and whether or not he's going to stay or whether or not he's going to go. And uh, I, I don't know why it just hit the news yesterday that he wanted Stan Van Gundy fired because I thought that was I thought he wanted that anyway. I, I didn't I wasn't shocked or surprised. I wasn't like, oh, really? That's weird. Why would he say something like that? I mean, I thought that was known. I thought that was pretty clear. I thought that was kind of why Dwight was looking at other teams because he was kind of not sold on Van Gundy and. The, what what Orlando was doing for the team. So it didn't surprise me. I wasn't going, well, that's so strange. Why would Dwight say that? That's not nice. I, I I figured that was the case. I figured that's that was part of why he was looking to go to other teams. So I, I, I could care less. And I think from Van Gundy's point of view, I mean, he said he knew for a while. But then I guess it got confirmed because someone from the, you know, from their management came to him and said, hey, listen, you know, just FYI, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, Dwight asked for you to get fired at the end of the year. I, again, he can't be shocked either. He can't be like, oh, I thought we had a great relationship. I don't know why he's looking at another team. No, he, he can't be surprised. He, he, he could not possibly be shocked. Uh, so I just think it's kind of, I think what is weird now is that, as the media starts picking up, we're getting a lot more dramas and a lot more things that are leaked out and, 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 and things get blown out of proportion and, and things get, oh, this is new, this is newsworthy. Just like, uh, since we're on blowing out of proportions and things get leaked out, just like the Saint, uh, the, uh, the Saints situation. I know that, you know, from what we read earlier that they were doing some kind of documentary on the Saints or whatever and then part of, what Williams, part of the kinds of things that Williams were saying got leaked by one of the producers or whatever, and that's how all of a sudden now we know specifically what he was saying about the bounties and all that stuff, which, again, and, and since it, since the story broke, I was, I, I was not shocked. What shocked me the most was that how it even got out in the first place. How, I mean, they've been doing some kind of form of bounties since 
forever. And and I say that bounties like um, maybe they weren't specific, like I want you to go out and break this dude's neck or I want you to go out and, and break this dude's arm or take this guy specifically out of the game. But everybody knows who the playmakers are of each team. That's very clear. And if you get a big hit on a playmaker and you cause them to no longer continue, that's a big deal. I mean, you change the face of a game. That being rewarded with stickers and, and, and it's, that's been going on in college. That goes on in the pros. That goes on in little league. I mean, now it's just, it's just escalated to the level that it is in the, NBA, in the NFL. That means you, you do something awesome, you get paid. That's the way the NFL works. So, I'm just shocked that it actually got out. I'm shocked that, that someone, uh, either from the team or upper management or whoever came to the media and was like, Hey, you know what Saint, you know, the Saints are doing. And the NFL knew what they were doing back in like 09, right? So that's when they came and said, Hey, listen, whoever's doing this, we're going to do league wide. We're not going to make a big deal out of it because we know it's going rampant in the league. That's why they didn't make a big deal out of it. And they said, Hey, listen, you got to cease and desist. We, you can't do this anymore because, you know, we care about the safety of our players and we want to make sure that the right people stay in the game and blah, blah, blah. Which, again, I know they care because they want their stars to continue to play, but football's a rough sport. That's all there is to it. It always has been and always will be. And the bigger, faster, stronger these players get, the more aggressive they become and, and injuries happen. It's a violent sport. That is what it is. Now, no, you should not be out there trying to break someone's back or break someone's neck or tear their head off or nothing. You can't be doing that. No. But it's a violent sport. It's an aggressive sport. We have, for a long, long time, we loved the big hits. The media loves the big hits. Me as a fan, I love to see a big hit. Not necessarily. I don't like to, I didn't like to take a big hit, but if I could give a big hit, if I could run someone over, I loved it. And my team loved it too. So, you know, no, we shouldn't be having bounties on it, but it's been going on for a long, long time. People have, they've rewarded us one way, shape, form, or another for doing great things on the field. And defensively, when you do great things, that usually means somebody got popped. Somebody got popped, somebody fumbled the ball, and, you know, hopefully it changed the face of the game. You know, so that's, that's all, I mean, that's been going on. I did, again, I'm just surprised that it actually came out in the first place. Now that it's out, and I think that, that the NFL, not to beat a dead horse, made an example out of the Saints because they told them to continue to not continue with this bounty program, and they did anyway because the Saints felt like, uh, screw them, it's fine, we'll do what we want, and no, you can't do what you want. And I haven't heard the, the talk, I haven't heard the speech that Williams was giving about hurting people from the 49ers, but from what I'm told, the majority of it was basic football talk, and then there was some things that maybe might have been a little bit more specific about who to hurt and how to hurt them, and, you know, that no good, no good. Uh, so I, you know, I'm not, again, it, not that surprised. It's, it just is what it is. Um, NBA news, uh, my Bulls, they dealt with, uh, with the Celtics without Rose. Rose is still out, I think, with a groin injury. Hopefully he comes back. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, I, I think they're resting him personally. I think they're resting him because last year it was the front lineup that was dinged up and he had to carry the whole team on his back and it didn't, and, and it ended up, they ended up falling short. So I think this year they're like, well, if we can continue to maintain and win without you, we can rest you up until, I mean, we got what, 12 games left, 10 games left. 
you know, we'll rest you to the end, get you ready for the playoffs. You come back out and just be the man that you are. And everybody else has now got more experience. Now they're not going to be afraid to take the big shots. They're not going to be afraid to score. They're not going to be afraid to go into the paint and be the man that they need to be. So I think, I think it's working out for the Bulls. I think the Bulls have a really, really good shot. I mean, they got the best record in the NBA. So I think that's, I think the Bulls are the team to beat. That's what I think. Put it down. I said it on the radio in front of at least five people because I know that my mom is listening and I know that I think my dad may be listening tomorrow. So at least five people know that I said that. So I'm comfortable with it. Uh, baseball started, which, uh, you know, I, I can't say that I'm super excited, only that baseball season usually signifies like summertime. And, and I do love going to games with the hot dogs and the beer and all that stuff. I like that. I do. And, and, and I do like, like falling asleep to baseball. I mean, just the background noise. I think that's awesome. Uh, and again, I can watch a baseball game when it's two of the bigger teams, when it's players that really matter, people who care about them. Uh, I, I, I find a hard time watching baseball when I don't really not invested in either of the teams and I don't really know the players that well. And I just kind of go, eh, eh, yeah, it's a good background noise. Fine. If there's nothing else on TV, I'll watch it. But I do love, and, and I'm still, I'm, I'm always going to be a huge Cubs fan. Uh, I know they lost their first home opener, which, which kind of makes me upset because every year there's somebody out there like, this is our year. This is the, this is the Cubs year. A hundred years. We're going to be there. It's going to happen. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't rest my, I don't rest at night or think about it during the day for that matter, whether or not they're going to win it this year or not. I know that it would be complete pandemonium if they won it. Chicago would be burnt to the ground. I mean, when the White Sox won it, I mean, they went crazy. If the Cubs win it, I mean, it's going to be complete mayhem. So I hope that for their sake, that when the Cubs are ready to win it, that we are prepared as a city, that Chicago is prepared as a city to embrace that mayhem because it's, it could get really, really, really ugly. Um, as far as who's going to win the World Series, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go probably with the safe bet, which would be probably the Angels, right? I mean, cause they got Pujols and they got, uh, a few other guys that I don't know about, but <laughs> they got, they got Pujols, which that's fantastic. And, oh wait, and then also Detroit got a nice little combo with Cabrera and Fielder. So, I mean, it could be, it could be interesting in those, again, I, I, I'm not a baseball expert. I don't, I don't even claim to be. I, I watch it as, a, as a fan. I don't know the game inside and out. I don't know the players inside and out. I know the big guys. I know the bigger players, but I don't know the, uh, the ins and outs of it. So, you know, I, I'm going to go with the Angels because I think that's, I think that's a pretty safe bet. Uh, the Masters started. And man, I was watching it a little bit today, and man, Tiger just don't look like Tiger anymore, man. I, I don't know what's going on with him. Well, I know what's going on with him, but I mean, I don't know, know what's going on. You know what I mean? I can see what's going on. He's clearly not hitting the shots right, and he's getting pissed off, and he's all bent out of shape. Now, I don't know, know, like mentally, like what's going on with him, like why he's, you know, decided to change his whole thing up, or why he's not hitting the shots he needs to hit, and, you know, I think he should probably go back to his old regiment because his old regiment with all the ladies was helping his cause. That's what I'm thinking. Now, it's, it's not good, you know, it's not good PR stuff, but I mean, it is keeping his game right. So I, I, I mean, if it ain't broke, I mean, don't, don't, 
well, maybe you should probably fix it. Sorry. That that was bad. He probably should have fixed that. Anyway, we're going to take a break. Hopefully the second half, uh, this next break, we'll have, uh, we'll have my guy on and we'll be able to talk about it. And, and hopefully we'll, we'll get the book in and, and it'll be awesome. So we're going to take a break. Voice America, Third Archery, OTS. to the pros we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports are you a real sports fan get ready to talk football and anything else sports with kwame lassiter formerly with the arizona cardinals san diego chargers and st louis rams kwame's got the experience so he's prepared to talk sports with you Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Kevin Lewis has been a student of the game his entire life. From Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Oh, thank you very much, Betty. I appreciate that. I don't Again, I don't know why I called the girl Betty, but eventually I'm going to figure out what the girl's name is. I think she does a great job for us, but uh, we'll we'll figure it out. I am super, super excited about my guest that I have on the show today. It is none other than my guy, Matt Stewart. We played college ball together at Northwestern University. Uh, he, he's, he, he, is, he is truly, truly a unique individual. Matt, what is going on, man? Hey Darnell, how you doing? Great talking to you, man. It's been a long time. Oh man, it's been what? What, what has it been? What seven years since we connected? Seven years. The nineteen uh, was it two 
2005 10-year Rose Bowl reunion we uh, last spoke, and uh, it's great to speak to you again. Man, we long. man, yeah, no doubt. We are getting old as hell. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are getting old as hell, man. So, man, I, I'm I'm super pumped. One, because I, I, you know, again, it's great reconnecting with you. But I'm even more pumped because you know, word on the street has it that you just wrote a new book. I did, I did. Now it's called The Walk On. Inside Northwestern's rise uh, from cellar dweller to Big Ten champ. I'll tell you what, Darnell. When uh, when we were talking about seven years ago at the Rose Bowl reunion and meeting all of our old teammates, you know, it just occurred to me that none of us had ever really written down what we accomplished there at Northwestern. And you think about it, you know, when you were a freshman, I was a sophomore, and uh, you know, we were the basement of the Big Ten. I mean, we could not win a game. And Coach Barnett, Gary Barnett, I mean, the motivational tactics he used and, and the way he inspired us to work hard and to, to overcome that losing culture of Northwestern and to go, you know, your sophomore year, my junior year, we ended up winning the Big Ten, playing USC in the Rose Bowl. And then the next year, we do the exact same thing. We win the Big Ten a second year in a row. We go to the Citrus Bowl and play Tennessee. And so what we did was just so amazing. And Everyone back in the mid-90s was following Northwestern football. I mean, we were inspiring people to overcome obstacles that they were facing in their everyday lives. Absolutely. You know, and then you, then you take my situation. I mean, I was a walk-on. Yeah, I, mean, that... I walked onto the program as a freshman, uh, no respect, started off as the fifth-string free safety. I uh, could not buy a playing time <laughs> at all, you know. I'm just on the scout team, you know, getting hit. But... I worked so hard yeah, to overcome did. that, you know, the, the walk-on stigma. Uh, I earned a scholarship after my sophomore season, um, and it was just it was just an amazing story personally. And then when you think about the team and what we did, and I thought, you know what, I've got to put this down on paper and let share it with other people and hopefully inspire other people uh, to overcome the, their own obstacles in their own lives. Man, I, and again, I, and we talked about it earlier, and, and I, I, I'm really excited to read it because, again, you know, I know Barnett wrote something about, you know, his his career and his life, and I didn't get a chance to read that. My bad, Coach. Uh, but it's it was it's really exciting for me to have someone that was on the team, someone that that could that could share our experiences with with people that is that was actually there and and uh, that was really a part of it and, I, and I'm really excited and so happy that that you you were it's you that that's doing it because you know I I, I did want to talk to you a little bit about that that whole walk on experience because you know I didn't have that and and as a freshman and a sophomore you know you know there is there is a little bit of a difference between the walk ons and the people that, that that have scholarships right I mean. No, there really is, and you know, I think a lot of people can relate to this. I mean, how many uh, athletes out there listening to this show had always wanted after high school to play college football, baseball, basketball, whatever their sport, and just never felt like they were good enough? I mean, Darnell, I played football in Omaha, Nebraska, and I was not All-State. I mean, I did not win awards at the end of my senior season. I mean, I was a solid safety on our team, and we went to the playoffs, but I was probably the sixth best player on my football team in high school and I was the only one to go D1. Wow. And the only reason I did it, well one, because I was going to Northwestern and they had such a losing history. It was like, well, they're not any good, so why not walk on? You right. Know, how did how did you how did you come power. to that though? How did you how did you come to Northwestern? I mean, of all the, I mean, what are their opportunities and did you pick Northwestern because you because of that walk on opportunity or 
Well, it was because I knew I wanted to be a journalist. I mean, I'm right now. I'm I'm a morning anchor at the CBS affiliate in Kansas City, so I'm a new the man. Guy. You're the man. I love that. You know, I love to hear those stories about people getting into entertainment. You know, I love that. <laughs> so yeah, you know, so I do the news every single day, and I knew that was what I wanted to do. And Northwestern is the best journalism school in the country, and so I applied to Northwestern for journalism, and I was very fortunate to get in. And when I did, I realized, you know what? I can keep playing football because they're not that good. I just have to come <laughs> on the right time. Honestly, right. I mean, Gary Barnett was there already, and I came in with that core. I mean, you think of the guys I came in with, with the Pat Fitzgerald, the Tim Sharp, the Casey Daly, the guys on our defense that really, really stepped it up our junior, senior year that, that really led us to, to winning that Big Ten trophy two times in a row. Absolutely, absolutely. And, again, I, 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 and I want to also ask you, here's what I want to ask you. Personally, what was your one of your favorite moments as an individual, as Matt, like at with the team, you know, by yourself? What was one of your favorite moments for okay, you? If you're, if you're gonna ask me that question, then I gotta start off with my worst moment. Okay, you play a big you play a big part in that, but in a good way. So let me tell you the story real quick, Darnell. You, I don't even know if you remember this, but my senior year, second to last game of the season, we're playing Iowa in Iowa City. You had a record game. I mean, you, you scored more touchdowns and ran for more yards than you had in any game in your career. Had a great game. We destroyed Iowa. And so there was about maybe seven, six minutes left in the game, and Coach Ron Vanderlinden, our defensive coordinator, called all the second teamers and said, hey, you're getting in. We're going into play. I was excited. I mean, my career's almost over. I'm ready to get in. Right. And start hitting some people. Because I didn't, you know, I backed up Eric Collier, and Eric Collier was an all-Big Ten safety. Yeah, he was, he was awesome. an animal. Yeah, he was an animal. He was yeah. awesome. He was an Iron Man. I mean, the guy never got hurt. You know yeah. I, mean? I, you know, I know you didn't want to root for people to get hurt, but, man, just a little little play in time would be yeah, awesome. You know? <laughs> an ankle for one play. That's good. But, no, so, so, you know, I played a little bit during the year, but not as much as I wanted to. So this is my second-to-last game. I'm like, I'm ready to play. So we huddle up our second team, and we start going on the field, and Coach Mandy calls. He says, Sue, get over here. He goes, I'm sorry, but you're not getting in. We're keeping Eric Collier in. Oh. I'm like, what? Everyone else was going in. The entire second team was going in but me. And I'm like, but, Coach, I'm a senior. I have been. I know the defense. Right, I right. I can play. Let me play. But Coach Jerry Brown, the defensive back coordinator, up in the, he was up in the press box. He made the call. He wanted Eric Collier to stay in there. So I'm standing by Coach Vandy, and I'm just I'm begging to get in, and he's ignoring me, and the clock's running, and I was driving the ball down the field, and I'm like, Coach, let me in. I'm, right. I'm almost done. And and he wouldn't let me in, and, and the game ended. And I went in the locker room, and I was near tears. You know, but you can't cry. We just won a game. Yeah, but still, yeah, yeah, but you I still mean, got, yeah, but you still got you in there, though. You know what I mean? You still have you in the whole process. I mean, you grab me for everybody else, but, yeah, you still got you, though, you know? You would say, I mean, it's like, put put me in. Right, <laughs> yeah, well, just you a know, little bit, on. right? So, I, you know, I'm sitting I'm sitting in the locker room, and everyone's cheering, and we're excited because we just destroyed Iowa, and I'm just beside myself, and I'm doing my best to hide these tears, and I've got my head down. And Darnell, man, this is for the viewer's benefit, but you were the first one that came over. I mean, you just had a record game, and you came over, and you sensed, I don't know if you knew what had happened to me, but you sensed that I was down, and I just remember you coming over and just, urging me to just, hey, stick with it. Don't worry about it. We still need you. You're an important part of this team. I mean, you really, in my in my weakest moment, really strengthened my spirit, you know. And, and I was I was almost like, who's going to quit? No. <laughs> I don't care if I have one game plus a whole game. I mean, the right. ultimate sign of disrespect of not getting in 
And so that leads to the best moment of my career. The next week we're playing Purdue, and uh, Coach Brown, he apologized after the Iowa game. That he and, he should have, and he should have. He should have. He should have. Right. You know, he said, look, he said, Matt, if, during Purdue, if we get up big, I'm, I'm putting you in. Don't worry about it. I'm like, okay. But we didn't. We, it was a close game. I mean, Brian Gowans, our place kicker, he, he kicked a, a field goal with four seconds left. Uh, we're up 27-24. Purdue has one more shot. Right. Um, so they put in our victory defense, and I'm in that defense. So I went out there, and uh, their, their quarterback, uh, I forget his name, it was Trefsker was his name, he ends up throwing a Hail Mary. And I reached up, and I saw that ball coming right at me. And I grab it, and I ended up landing on my back with the ball cradled in my arm. That's right. And I had That's the, right. secured the win, the interception that, that secured us our second consecutive Big Ten championship. I totally and I have that ball today, that. actually. That is, uh, you that know what? I am so, I, listen, that is exactly right. And you know what? I'm even more happy that you wrote it because you're going to remind me of all those things that I totally, totally did not, I did not remember. I mean, it's been a long time, man. And, uh, and I'm glad I could be of support. I mean, I always, I always had the most respect for you. You know that. And I, and I thought that it was always hardcore that, you know, that to, to be a walk on and to be walking on into a, not just, I mean, not that it was just Northwestern, but just the Division One in general. Anytime you just walk on and be like, you know what, and it's a tough school, and I go there because I, I want to be there. But you know, it's it's a tough thing to, to to know that you can academically do this without. You don't need to be out on the field. You know what I mean? Like you didn't have yeah. to be there, and you genuinely and honestly and truly wanted to be there. And I remember you specifically in practice that you would always go so hard, and sometimes you'd be like, hey, whoa, whoa, take it easy, Matt, really easy. <laughs> Take it easy. We're in practice here, buddy. Relax. And I remember a lot of the guys. Yeah, no, a lot. I remember a lot of the guys teasing you about that, like, oh, game Stu. You know, Stu. Stu's in there playing like it's the championship. You know, but that was you. I mean, that that's always been you. It didn't matter whether or not it was practice, whether or not it was game. I mean, you gave it. You gave it one thousand percent all the time. And I always respected that for you. I, I always have. Well, I appreciate that. You know, Darnell, I always respected the fact that I mean. You know, you were the, one of the big stars of the team. I mean, you were breaking Northwestern records. You were breaking Big Ten records. I mean, you were up for the Heisman Trophy, and you treated every walk-on like they were a scholarship player. And I, there's a lesson in there for all these other players out there, these other people out there. You know, I mean, you're right. Walk-ons don't get a lot of respect, especially from the coaches, because the coaches didn't recruit them. Right. The coaches don't really know what they can do. The coaches really don't care. They're just a warm body to fill the practice squad. You know, and so when – You've got a guy like, of your stature, you know, starting running back on the Big Ten championship team, treating these walk-ons like they're your brother. I mean, that is respect right there that, that goes right back at you, Darnell, because I know all the players appreciated the way that you treated them, well, you know, like they weren't equal. And I will have your check in the mail to you in the next two weeks for that comment. Thank you kindly. I appreciate that. I'm glad everybody heard that, especially my mom. I know my mother heard that. Uh, but no, I, I appreciate that, Matt. Honestly, and I and I and I genuinely loved uh, the the guys on the team from top to bottom, starter, non-starter, you know, walk on, non-walk on. I I really had 
um, you know, a, a great time. And I think that was the, for me, you know, some of my favorite moments were just us in the locker room, us being us. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it yeah. was really, it was less football related. It was more us related and that we would be hanging out together. We, I mean, we were, we genuinely, we, we played together and we, we genuinely liked each other. We all hung out, you know, we all yeah. hung out together. And I, and I loved that the most about that team, you know, about both those years. I really liked that. Once the, and somebody else asked me a while ago, a while back, you know, what was the difference? And, and you'd had two years of, of, of tough seasons you know what i mean before mm-hmm. we actually got into doing what we do and i only had one of that my freshman year and somebody asked me you know what was the difference and i said well i think the difference was that we had enough experience at the key positions and enough young talent at key positions but more importantly you know this was finally all gary barnett's people you know this finally we'd all had gary barnett's people and every i mean i liked those older guys i liked those fifth year guys but they weren't they weren't barnett's people they knew what it was they knew what it, how it was going to go down we all knew how it was going down that you did they weren't picked by barnett they weren't going to get the playing time we were going to get that playing time, you know, and they understood that. And I didn't dislike them, but I felt like once that finally they finally stepped down and we had our leadership step up, that really changed the, the face of, of our team, I think. Well, look what we had to overcome. I mean, my sophomore year, your freshman year, I mean, we had a gambling scandal that we only learned about later. You know, oh, our man. Running back, our starting wide receiver bet money against our team. To cover the spread. Yeah, that you know, was yeah, that's got crazy. Your own teammates throwing games on purpose. I mean, how how are you going to win? I'm no, honestly. no, no. You're 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 absolutely right. Now, never forget that. That was one of the turning moments for me personally. Is that you know, come we I learned about that on Tuesday. The coach was like, "You ready to start?" And I'm like, "I don't think so." <laughs> like, you know, it's like, I'm getting ready to play the NFL expansion team that's Penn State that's ranked you know code number one champ you know number one in the country. I'm like, I don't I don't know. I mean, my my, my mind is like, I don't know. My voice said, "Yeah, I think I'm ready." You know, I mean, and you played great, man. That Penn State game was amazing. I mean, that was your coming out party right there. Yeah, but I, you know what? It's, it's funny because, and I remember talking to you throughout the the, the off season about you know because you know I struggled mightily with you know do I still want to be here? Do I want to go home? Right, you know, do I want to transfer? Homesick and all that stuff. And I do remember conversations that we'd had before about you know you basically sort of sharing you're like I'm here, I'm here because I want to be here. You know what I mean? And you know we want you here because you want to be here. You know what I mean? And I and I, I do remember. I don't know if you remember any of our conversations, but I know that. You you did spend some time to talk with me and, and share like your insights because I do think your perspective was a little bit different. Well, and everyone gets homesick. I mean, whether you're a scholarship or a walk, I mean, we were all homesick. We were all sad, you know, and missing home. I mean, no one likes training camp, there, no. I mean, that's no, worst. no one did. But I was, you know, I'm like 18. I'm like, I just want to go home to my mom. <laughs> and it's so cold here. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> it's so true. But you know what? I mean. You stick it out. That's how you become a man. I mean, honestly, that college experience is what made us men. We went from boys to men because we stuck it out and, and despite all those negative feelings. And, and that's what I write about. I mean, honestly, Darnell, the reason I was a little leery about even writing this book is because I really, really opened up what it, it's like from, a, from your, you know, feeling-wise. You know, I mean, I cried, man. I mean, I won't, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I mean, I was sad you know i was missing home i was really homesick and i think everyone goes to that no one just no one wants to talk about it you know no one wants to turn in their man card to say oh i was crying because i was sad but everyone goes through that everyone's homesick you know no. these are real human feelings that everyone goes through and the fact that that me you our teammates were ever able to overcome that 
Absolutely. You know, that's what I want this book, how I want it to resonate with your listeners. You know, I hope people listening to this will check it out and, and just, you know, I, I think they can really get a lot from this. Besides the motivational stories from Coach Barnett and how he turned us around from losers to winners, you know, just that transformation of becoming, you know, going from boy to man. I think everyone can learn something from it. Absolutely. Well, here, Matt, you, you stay with us. We're going to take a quick break right now, and then we're going to get back. And I really want to get into the, the, the ins and outs of the book and maybe some highlights of it and maybe some stories that maybe you could share with us without, you know, giving the, you know, the, the meat of the book away, okay? Sure, no problem. All right, hang, hang in there with us. We're, we're going to take a break. Uh, Darnell Autry, Voice America, OTS. We'll be back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you're looking for a radio show about boxing, you usually can't find one until you stop by the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to Outside the Ring with former world lightweight champion and U.S. Olympian David Diaz. We'll deliver the knockout punches with our guests as we go inside the minds of today's top fighters. We'll throw in discussion of other sports as well from time to time. Outside the Ring with David Diaz airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time noon pacific on the voice america sports channel listen to sports talk at the positive pub every monday at 1 p.m eastern 10 a.m pacific on the voice america sports channel gil tyree talks to sports newsmakers playmakers and story breakers you the hardcore interactive and novice fan can join the show via your phone calls and emails sample what's good right and positive about the world of sports every week Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we are back, and I am with us. Uh, we're still with my guy, Matt Stewart, uh, a teammate of mine at Northwestern University. He wrote a, a book about his experiences uh, with us as the team. And, uh, Matt, I, I, I thought maybe you could give us a, a – maybe give us a little something that maybe I, as your teammate, may not have known uh, about you or, or about your experience when you was there. Without giving the meat of the book away, obviously, but you know what I mean, without telling the, you know, giving the stories, you know, maybe a little something that, you know, maybe as their teammates, we may not have known, uh, and go. That's tough. That's tough. I mean, you know, I definitely wanted people to relate to me as a person, so I put a lot of, you know, a lot of my experiences in there outside of football, you know, as far as Rush, you know, trying to, to go to a fraternity. Right. Um, and then I eventually did join a ZBT, uh, Zeta Beta Tau, and, you know, had some fun trips with them. Um, gosh, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, one story that, that kind of pops up that's kind of fun is, uh, and I'll tell you this, uh, one night, you know, and, and 
it's not it's not a surprise that fraternity guys like to smoke weed. <laughs> no, that what? Who, Matt, <laughs> no. are you crazy? There are people on, t- on listening to this show that have no idea that, that even happens. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that happens. All right, fine. <laughs> you are telling lies on on national radio about fraternity that they smoke weed. They don't do that. Well, the truth is, is I never did because I didn't want yeah. to stay over those P tests. You know? <laughs> right. I'm a, I'm a walk on. I mean, I did. I felt like I was walking. You know, especially after I got my scholarship. I mean, I knew like one step, you know, off to the wrong side, and they'd revoke that in a second. So right. I didn't want to mess with that. So I never did that, but. A lot of my friends didn't. Eh, whatever, it's fine. I didn't. It's cool. I didn't judge. Right. But uh, a couple of my my fraternity brothers, uh, they were pretty high, and they wanted these tacos. I guess this big burrito place. It's kind of like a Chipotle now, but back then they didn't have Chipotle. Right. It's called the Big Burrito. It was in downtown Chicago. Downtown. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So yeah. We drove down there, and uh, we get these huge burritos. You know, so this little guy, he's half my size, and he ordered two, and I'm like. Dude, you were not going to eat those big burritos. There's no way. It's like, oh, whatever, dude. I mean, he was so stoned. So I eat my burrito, and I'm full. I'm so stuffed. And he eats all of his, and he takes one bite of his second. He's like, I'm done. I go, I told you you weren't going to eat that second burrito. And he's like, okay, Stu, you think you could eat it? So he goes, tell you what, you eat this thing in five bites, and I'll pay for your burrito in your pot. Well, I wasn't on scholarship at the time, so I'm not broke. So oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I started stuffing this thing in my mouth, and I ate it in four bites. But I didn't eat the next day. I was so full, and I was so sick. <laughs> there was a fun story. I mean, you know, there's fun stories like that. I mean, everyone has a fun college. I mean, football is kind of like a job in college. For those who haven't played you know, football in college or any sport in college, I mean, it's a job. I mean, yeah. we were lifting. We were running. We were meeting, you know, five days a week, sometimes six days a week with games. And so anytime you could escape that, you know, and have a real college experience, I put that in quotes, you know, the real oh, no, abs- absolutely. football, I mean, you just treasured those moments. No, absolutely. And I, and I think what I love the most, too, is that that we that I had so many different circles of, of people that I could hang out with. You know, I had my guys in, in the football in the football arena. Like you said, it's a job, you know, and, and sometimes you get tired of the same pasta and chicken at the at the training table. You can I mean come on, damn it, I'm sick of this. I can't I can't look at these guys anymore. I like them, I yeah. think they're great guys, but I gotta go see something else. So I got a chance to have my theater friends and then I had of course my dorm friends and you know, so I you know, you're right. It it is really nice to have you know, a, a variety of different circles, and I thought that was kind of fun for me as well. Yeah. So, so now, so now, after you get done, you you graduate right from from Northwestern. What yep. what do you do, Matt? What 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 happens to you? What 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 moves do you make? Well, you know, so yeah, with football over. I mean, I was not going to NFL. <laughs> 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 you know, I, was done, I was done dealing. You know, I had my interception. I had my ball. I'm like, you know, You're like that's it. I'm gonna take my ball and go home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, you know, I wanted to go into the broadcast journalism. Darnell, you can relate to this. I mean, the thing is, is that the lessons that we learned in football really apply to real life. Right. You know, so you know, in football. You know, Coach Barnett taught us, you know, to set your goals really, really high, you know, and, and to, to reach for those goals and to do whatever you can to get there. Right. And so that's what, how I applied to my real life. So I get out, and I want to be a, a, a broadcast TV anchor. You know, I want to right. be on TV news. Right. And, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I want to be the next Tom Brokaw. Right. I just threw it out there. That's my goal. I'm setting it so high. I may never reach it. Right. You know, but 
that's my goal. Right. So my first job, or well, my second job in Sioux City, Iowa, I'm, I'm, I just started there as a reporter, television news reporter, at the same time my new boss started. So he pulls me in. He's like, hey, tell me some of your goals. And so I told him exactly that. Right. And he laughed at me. Wow. I mean, he starts laughing at me in my face. He's like, come on, really? <laughs> You're like, no, I'm being serious. I'm like, no, I'm being serious. Like, this is really my goal. He's like, you can't be the next Tom Brokaw. I'm like, why not? Why can't I be the next Tom Brokaw? Right. Because whoever's going to be the next Tom Brokaw never thought they would be the next Tom Brokaw. Right. They, you know what I mean? Like, you got to think it. you got to believe it for it to happen. And so at the end of the conversation, he's like, come on, give me a more realistic goal. I'm like, well, honestly, I want to anchor in Kansas City because it's close to Omaha. You know, right. middle west. I love Kansas City. Right. And that's what I've been doing the last eight years. I've been anchoring in Kansas City. That's awesome, man. You know, I set my goal that high, and I reached it faster than I would have if I, it hadn't been a goal. That's awesome. Now, are you now are you just doing Are you doing news? Are you doing sports? Are you doing what? I mean, are you doing it at all? What, what, what are you doing? I'm doing news, you know, but it, but as a news anchor, you do a little all. I mean, you do some highlights once in a while. You know, I get in my sports voice. <laughs> right. Absolutely. It's been fun, you know, KU, the Jayhawks going to the national championship game. I mean, Lawrence, uh, Kansas is really close to Kansas City, so we've been following them really closely, and it's been a lot of fun. That's awesome, man. That is really, really awesome. So now, so now, what's next, though? I mean, are, 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 you, are, you, are you, I mean, how long did the book take, first of all? Let's discuss that. Because, you know, I mean, I, every time I start thinking, like, I, like you, I'm like, I want to write a book. I'm going to write a book. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. do something like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to do a documentary about something. I want to do that. I always end up, you know, going back to the same starting spot and getting stuck and then going back and going, ah, oh, you know, I'm, I'm sick of hearing the story because it's starting <laughs> the same story over and over again. I'm like, I got to figure out a different way to go about this because it's just been a nightmare. So what, yeah, what, could... what's next? What do, you, what do you, I mean, how did it go? How did you get, it, get the process going? You know, I think I think the most important thing. First of all, they always say that you should write what you know. Right. And and I wrote a book before this. It was a fiction, spiritual. Oh book. well, excuse me. I, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> Alan, Mr. Poe. I apologize. <laughs> it's not published. It's still in my drawer. Does drawer back at home. <laughs> but, but after but after I wrote that, you know, and and I was trying to get a publisher, and it's so hard to get a publisher nowadays. Right. And then you know you hear that write what you know, and it's like, well, I know Northwestern football. Right. You know, I was very fortunate. My mom, Kate. Every single game, I have all the tapes. So I just press play, and I just I took notes. That's you know, awesome. I, I have all the newspaper articles from the day, so I was able to do a lot of research. Because you're right; I mean, you lose a lot of those memories over time. Right. Um, but I was able to truly research this, uh, you know, as far as Northwestern football goes. But most of all, it's just getting down next to the computer and writing every day. Right. You know, your first copy, your first draft is always going to be really bad. You just expect it's going to be terrible, right? Exactly, right? You edit. That's what the editing is for. You know, I mean, I probably, I probably read this book, The Walk On. I probably read it twenty times. Right. You know, and and fixed it, and, and but now I've gotten to the point where I'm so proud of it. You know, I really, really hope that that your listeners will will check it out. It's MattStewartBooks.com. Um, I've got a website. Uh, yeah, yeah, give us all that. My interception. I put the video of my interception on there. That's awesome. That. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I'll take that. Thank you very much. I'll take my ball and go home. Believe it. <laughs> but, yeah, no, so I'm hoping people will go there and, and, and buy this book and just read it and hopefully be inspired by it. I mean, especially these young athletes. Everyone knows a high school athlete who doesn't believe that they can play college ball. I'll tell you what, no one was ill-prepared to play college ball more than me. Right. You know, I mean, seriously, I mean, I was, I'm just a normal guy, but I believed in myself and I just, I refused to take no for an answer. 
I, I just had this determination that no matter what, I was going to survive this thing. And when you work hard and you believe in yourself, good things happen. Man, you know? no doubt, man, no doubt. And I, and I, again, I, I could, I'm, I'm so, I'm so happy, man. And, and now it makes me think like, man, you know, I, I wish I'd hung out more. I wish I wish we would have talked more then, you know, I wish we would have, you know, been able to, you know, because, like you said, I forget these memories, and these memories there are, are one of those things like, wow, I can't remember what happened then. And so then I'll run into one of the guys, and they'll say them, they go, they'll say something to me, and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that happened. That was awesome. And then I go, man, I wish I would have really been more part of that moment, or or would have said something else in the moment to keep it going. You know, it's it's one of those things that uh, you just wish, like, oh man, that that was awesome. I just wish I could have. I could live that again and, and do it just a little differently, but but be more and more involved, you know. Yeah, we had great times. We had great times, Darnell, and I mean, it, it helps to have great times when you're winning. You know? Yes, yes, that is exactly true. Because I'll tell you what, you know, I, I got a shot in the league uh, just long enough for a ham sandwich and a cup of coffee, and I'll tell you what. You know, there's nothing worse than being on a terrible team. I'll tell you what, you yeah. cannot stand the people that you play with if you guys are not winning. That's for damn yeah. sure. So, but Matt, I wanted to thank you very much, man, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Hey, you know, it's my pleasure, Darnell. I really appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity to talk about my book. You know what? You're you're an inspiration, honestly and truly, man. And let's let's keep in contact, man. It's been too long. Sounds great. Make uh, sure you read it. Go to MattStewartBooks.com and get a copy today. Oh, I will for sure, for sure. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Darnell. Take care. All right, brother. All right, we're going to take a break, uh, and then we're going to wrap this thing up. Man, that, that, that just did my heart so good. Anyway, so we're going to take a break, and we'll be back for the final portion of the show. Uh, Darnell Autry, Voice America, OTS. We'll be back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. This is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional. Take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Play ball! If you're looking to talk baseball, even in the offseason, look no further than the King's Corner Talking Baseball with former World Series champion Jim Lairitz. Jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show. He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner Talking Baseball with Jim Lairitz is heard every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports.
You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we are back. And, man, I, I, I'm still flying high from the, my talk with my guy, Matt Stewart. I, I can't I can't tell you how excited and how proud I am uh, just to be, um, you know, to have been his teammate, one, because he said a lot of great things. But, he, I mean, he really was, and he really did embody the, the Northwestern spirit of the, being the walk-on and always went uh, a million miles a minute in everything that he did. And, you know, it, it's all paid off. And now he's, you know, he's wrote a book now, and he's a, a news anchor, and he's a very inspirational guy. And uh, I, I do encourage everybody to go to uh, Matt um, MattStewartBooks.com. Uh, to pick up the uh, the walk on, I'm definitely going to do it. I'm going to pick up a couple copies because I'm sure my dad's going to want to read that. So, uh, Matt, again, thank you very much for being on the show, man. And, and again, I look forward to keeping in contact with you. Um, great, great job, man. I'm really, really super, super excited. Uh, so, I, I wanted to finish it up with uh, a few little other tidbits. Uh, football news: uh, RG3 uh, turns down the Colts again. Yeah, it makes sense. Why wouldn't he? Because Luck's going there, so that's that. Uh, we discussed a little bit about the Saints already. Uh, NBA going to the NBA. Now, I think the NBA is a little bit more interesting nowadays because now it's got 12 games left. And so, like I said, it's starting to come push, come to shove. Everybody's jockeying for, you know, getting into the top eight of, of the league. So it's getting a little more interesting. Uh, I guess New York, Lynn Sanity, Jeremy Lynn, he's out for the season, torn meniscus. Uh, he wasn't playing that much, uh, at once Carmelo got back. I mean, he'd have, you know, moments, but I just think that his style of game versus, and, and again, I, I think he has issues. He had some issues with going to his left or something like that. And so, uh, I don't know. Either way, I, I don't think that it'll, uh, I mean, obviously the, it's going to affect New York, but I think, yeah, I think they'll be all right. I think they'll get into the playoffs. So I think that's fine. Uh, oh, and so finally, and we're going to, Get in a little bit to uh, some of this uh, entertainment stuff, uh, again, off the heels of the conversation with Matt, which always does my heart good when I hear of ex-guys getting into the media business and getting into entertainment business. Uh, it always gives me – it makes my heart, you know, just – just go crazy because I, you know, that's my thing. I love that. I love to see that people transition their, their athletics into the entertainment world. Cause in my mind, and I've always said this, it's exactly the same. It's just a matter of whether or not you're a star in the NFL versus a star on, uh, on stage or a star in a movie. It's all the same thing. It's all entertainment and people pay money to go see you to be the stars that you are and, 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 and show off and showcase your talent. So I, I always, I've always thought it was the same. So I, I, so. I wanted to mention that I heard that the Terrell Suggs, um, he, he financed and co-wrote and produced a, uh, a short film called, uh, what is it? The, uh, beautiful, beautiful, uh, I don't know. What was it called? The beautiful little ugly something or another, the beautiful ugly of people's life. The, be- the beautiful, oh, uh, when beautiful people do ugly things or something. I don't know. I got my, Got my little sidekick in here trying to help me get through this. Uh, <laughs> so when beautiful people do ugly things, I guess it's a short film. Uh, it's going into cans, which I think is totally, totally awesome. Again, I, I love that when the guy, you know, won the, uh, 
the Oscar for his short film, who's part of the ESPN team. I thought that was awesome. Uh, it, and, and Suggs really wants to get into it. I mean, he's 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 thinking that this is going to do a bridge, and he wants to always produce. And and like him, and we we share this in common. It's always been our dream as kids to to be in the entertainment world and be in films and movies and do that sort of stuff. So you know, I'm doing some things on the side as well. And as they come to fruition, and as they get tighter and tighter, I'll be mentioning them on the show. But it always makes me excited to hear uh, uh, when people start making those moves. Uh, uh, who else? Who else is doing something? Um, uh, oh, the Saints guy. He was trying to do something and that blew up in his face. I don't know how well that's going. <laughs> I we'll see how it goes. It. I I don't know if that. I mean, that might that might bring more notoriety to the documentary if if they now know that he's going to be in there. That's the evidence of the bounty. So I don't know. Maybe people are going to be doing that. Uh, in terms of TV shows, now my schedule, my work schedule's changed. So now I get a chance to watch some of the cool series on HBO and Showtime. And I'll tell you what, I'm in love. I love, love, love Game of Thrones. I think that's awesome, even though it got a little weird, but I love that show. I love, love, love. And Game of Thrones is on HBO, I think. Game of Thrones, HBO. I love, um, HBO's uh, House of Lies. No, that's Showtime. Showtime's House of Lies. I'm a huge, huge fan of House of Lies. I think that, um, and I can't, why is his name, the star, Don Cheadle is, is the man in that. I, I love, love, love that show. I also have now discovered that I like, uh, The Borges or whatever that is, the show about the, the, he's the, now the Pope and all the things that surround him. I mean, it is, and, and, um, What's the star of that show? It's, um, uh, uh, oh, Jeremy Irons, right. Jeremy Irons, he's a stud in that. I mean, it, it is, it's a great show. It is really, really a great show. So, House of Lies, Game of Thrones, The Borges, and I'm still, and I'm, and I'm always looking out for the next, the next good drama TV shows. I just, I just love it. But I'm more of a cable fan because I like to hear him curse and, and, and do naughty things and get naked. I, I mean, I just do. I just, just me. I, I think that's more real. You know what I mean? I don't like the, I'm not a very slapstick comedy kind of guy, but you know, I like the real deal stuff, you know, gratuitous stuff, you know, that's just, okay. Anyway, <laughs> I, I digress. Uh, so movies that are coming out, uh, Captain America, the sequels coming out in 2014, uh, top three movies in the box office this week, The Hunger Games, Wrath of the Titans, Mirror Mirror, my niece and uh, sister saw Mirror Mirror, she, they thought it was great, I have no real desire to see Hunger Games or Wrath of the Titans, but I'll, I'll check it out when it comes out on, v, uh, on video, uh, I guess opening this week is the uh, American Reunion, that's going to be hysterical, I think. Uh, and then coming up, the cabin in the woods, whatever, and three stooges, a double, double, quadruple, whatever. I'm not into that, but you know, I, again, we'll see. I mean, you know, I hope they're, I hope they're all successful campaigns, and I think it's, uh, you know, I'll be waiting for them, I guess, when they come to the video, and if there's nothing else uh, on TV or nothing else to watch, I will maybe rent or um, buy the three stooges. Or, or not. <laughs> or probably not. 
Anyway, I want to thank you all very much for listening this week. I had so much fun. I really, really appreciate it. And I want to thank Matt again for making this show a, a, a really great one for me and, and, and a really heartfelt moment for me. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, Voice America, Darnell Autry, OTS. We'll be back. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show.